Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. You can listen to us locally or anywhere around the world by going to our website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can go into the radio show section on the website and click on live, and you can listen anywhere you are in the world. All you need is a computer. Also, you can also subscribe to our newsletter. We send out a weekly newsletter. It goes out every Friday to your email address. Or you can read all of the newsletters that are archived in the e-newsletter section. And you can also listen to our radio shows anytime you want. You don't have to listen live. It's convenient for many people around the world to listen live. But we have a lot of listeners around the world. I just got a message the other day from Cairo, Egypt. A lady heard my radio show and wanted to have some questions answered. And so I helped her out. We get a lot of listeners from Australia, New Zealand, the UK. They're all around the world. It totally blows my mind. Why would Terry in Little Green Bay, Wisconsin, have listeners around the world? And I love it. Thank you for being there. Thank you for trusting our show and our information. And it is really good information. I don't make it up. It's not my opinions. And when I do have an opinion, I will tell you. But it's all scientifically based evidence on the nutritional information that we provide for you. We want you to be healthy. That's our goal. That's our mission. Because nobody else is going to help change the world. Doctors will not. They do not have a degree or anything in terms of, of health and nutrition. Thank God we do have doctors. They're great doctors. But their primary focus is on how to stop diseases not how to get you healthy. But if you are healthy, you may not have any disease. And prevention is the best cure of all diseases. So we're trying to just get the word out that you are in charge of your health, but you need information. You need answers. You need information that will help you make better choices. And we always try to provide better choices for you on the show. How to have a better healthy diet. How to include more sleep, exercise, sunshine. All the things that wrap into a good, healthy lifestyle. When you think about it, 98% of all of our diseases so-called diseases, they're metabolic disorders. But because they're classified as diseases, drug companies can then make a drug for them based on the FDA regulations that only a drug can treat disease, not food. When actually all the diseases that we see today are the result of not eating the best food, not living the best lifestyle. Our lifestyle is terrible 
in America. And we are paying the price. And that is in the terms of cancer, arthritis, type 2 diabetes. It's rampant. It's, it's an epidemic. But we can stop it if we want to, if we desire to, if we want to sacrifice and make some choices that are much better than what we are doing today. And people just don't realize they have the choice. They think diseases come from what, where? I'm sick today. Why am I sick today? Our body is unhealthy. If we have a disease, if we have high blood pressure, if we have heart disease, if we've had a heart attack, if we've had a stroke, it's all based on our body chemistry. But we can change our body chemistry by feeding it the nutrients it needs to increase and improve the quality of our chemistry of the body. We just have to add the best nutritional supplements and food today. Food is our medicine. It's our best medicine. Food fuels the body. Good fuel, good food, good health. So these are just pieces of information that we find that are fascinating to tell you that you can help change your life by changing your choices. Choose better, choose well, choose health, not unhealthy conditions. And today we're going to talk about how to stop a leaky bladder. It's a common condition in women. Not so much in men, but yes, still men get up through the night. And it's not because of their prostate, it's because of their bladder. And we can help both men and women improve the quality of their bladder function. And unfortunately, many diseases, I just did a report the other day on how cancer is increased in even children. Cancer. We thought cancer was an old age disease. After 30, 40 years of abuse, like smoking, obesity, which are the two major causes of cancer. Just think of that. Smoking and obesity. Both conditions we can change. We can lose weight, get fit, be healthy. And smoking, we can stop. For some people, not so easy, but you can work at it. Stop it. There is no value in smoking. Losing weight, getting into a better fit condition. Because both of these conditions cause a tremendous amount of cancer and other diseases as well, heart disease, heart attacks, strokes. But now, heart attacks are caused, or I should say are increasing in even young people today. How do we get stronger and, and younger? And are you at the risk of lacking magnesium? 90% of Americans are grossly deficient 
in magnesium. And how important is magnesium? And what about melatonin? I think you always have the, the thought that melatonin is for sleep. Well, melatonin is for dozens and dozens of diseases. I call them diseases, but they truly are not. But most people would recognize them as diseases. They are totally disorders. The body is out of order. And melatonin increases sleep time for older adults. But after 28,000 studies on melatonin, it is the most studied natural molecule in the world. And then let's take a closer look at the mitochondria. What is the mitochondria? It's much more than a very difficult word to say. And think about traveling. What supplements should you take when you travel? I travel a lot. And I always have my special supplements that I always have with me when I travel. You never know when you might have a viral attack or maybe food poisoning. I've had food poisoning twice while traveling, once in Poland and once in Italy. When I was in Italy, I stayed in bed for three days and I could not get out of bed. I was so sick. But yet I got up on Sunday morning still sick and I had to fly to Sweden to have a meeting in Sweden. And guess what? The meeting was, <laughs> the meeting was held in my bedroom. I could not get out of bed. But the people were so gracious to come and visit me in bed. Um, the Swedish people are great. Love them. Find people all over the world traveling. How wonderful the cultures are around the world. If you, hobby, my hobby is traveling. I love to go anywhere and everywhere. Just say the word and I'm gone. So we have a lot to talk about today. So let's get right at it. Let's talk about how to stop, naturally stop, and help a leaky bladder. How many people have a leaky bladder? Well, it's a major problem. Leaky bladder is a major problem in women. In fact, a new survey of over 1,000 women ages 50 to 80 years of age over one half of the women, over 65, one half, 50% of those women over the age of 65 and 43% of those ages 50 to 64 reported that they suffered from incontinence. Leaking, leaky bladder. 30% said they experienced leakage nearly every day. And here are some of the most common triggers of why women experience leakage. 79% mentioned coughing and sneezing. 64% said not having enough time to reach the bathroom. 60% of the women said they were too embarrassed 
of women said they were too embarrassed to talk to their doctor about their bladder problems. Too personal. Too embarrassing. But you have to talk to your doctor. It's okay. Everyone has difficulty in talking about such personal issues. That's the only way we can resolve them is get more information. And lifestyle suggestions can really make a difference. If you make some changes in your lifestyle, can drastically reduce leakage of the bladder. So by avoiding bladder irritants, here's a few. Artificial sweeteners. Women drinking Diet Coke had three and a half times more leakage, urgency episodes, versus women drinking water. The artificial sweeteners are an irritant to the bladder lining, causing it to be an irritation, inflammation, and then leaking of the urn. Nicotine. In a clinical study, twice as many women who smoked had problems with incontinence versus non-smokers. Also, coughing from smoking stresses the bladder. And also, alcohol can irritate the bladder. Caffeine as well. Another suggestion is to lose weight. As extra weight puts pressure on the bladder. And then make sure you empty the bladder more frequently. Visit the bathroom every two to four hours, whether you consider it urgent or not. It'll just save you from having a urgent moment. There is a very good herbal solution for bladder problems both in men and women. The herb is called Angelica, Archangelica. That's two words. Angelica, Archangelica. It's the angel's herb. Grown in Iceland. Regulated by the government of Iceland. It grows wild. But the government has specified a number of collectors of the leaves of the plant to be made into a powder and then encapsulated to be used for bladder problems. Clinically studied to help reduce urinary frequency problems. Now this is both for men and women. If you have bladder problems during the day, make sure you take the Angelica Archangelica in the morning. And like for men, if they have to get up through the night, the best time to take the Angelica Archangelica is before bedtime. Now, when I speak of Angelica Archangelica, 
This is the water-soluble collection of the herb leaves of the plant, the herbal leaves. So many times I've had people call me and say, or ask me somehow, email or through my website, that they have tried Angelica, and it didn't work. So I always, I'm curious, because so many people do not understand herbal medicines. So when somebody says, I've tried Angelica and it didn't work, I always ask, what kind of Angelica? And many times they tell me Angelica sinensis. That is not the same herb as Angelica archangelica. Angelica sinensis is Donquai. And it's a wonderful female herb, but it does nothing for the bladder. Then I've had a couple of people say, I've tried Angelica oil. It didn't work. The oil does not work. It's a water-soluble extract of the Angelica Archangelica. Then I have had others saying that they took a Angelica root extract. It's not the root. We have to really classify and specify the type of plant and the part of the plant that was used in the in the scientific clinical studies. And it's the water-soluble component of the leaves of the plant. Only the leaves are picked to extract the water solubility compounds, soluble compounds, to powder and then put into capsules. And these clinical studies have shown to increase bladder capacity and bladder strength and the muscle strength of the bladder and reduce the number of urinations at night. So what does this mean? What does it mean for you and I? Well, participants in the study found that they had to make fewer bathroom trips at night. Men, listening? Fewer bathroom trips means a better night's sleep, better rest, and doing away with maybe three, four, or five times. I've run into men that get up three, four, five times a night. How can you have a good night's sleep? Well, an answer that to that as well is melatonin. The sustained release melatonin. Because it stays in the body all night. Melatonin has a half-life of 35 to 45 minutes. That means 50% of the melatonin you take within 35 to 45 minutes is gone. But if you take a sustained-release melatonin, it stays in the body five to seven hours. So it gives you a better night's sleep. And if you do, even after using Angelica, get up through the night, when you go back to sleep after using the bathroom, you go right back to sleep again because your melatonin is still working. So sustained release is the answer to a better night's sleep of melatonin. 
Also, Angelica, Archangelica from Iceland is the answer to strengthen the bladder, reduce the number of urinations at night, increase the capacity, the volume of the bladder. All of this wraps into getting a better night's sleep, a more restful sleep, so you have a better day the following day. Angelica Archangelica, Angelica is useful for overactive bladder, stress incontinence, BPH, benign prostatic hyperplasia for the prostate. Nighttime trips to the bathroom have been reduced drastically. Bed wetting and even interstitial cystitis. I know one woman that had severe interstitial cystitis that had got up seven to eight times a night with extremely burning urine. And after using the Angelica Archangelica, she was only getting up once or twice a night. Still too much, but for her, it was a blessing. And the urine burning was reduced like 75 to 80%. Not 100% success, but she was still very, very happy. In Iceland, for men, Angelica is more popular for bladder issues than Saul Palmetto Berry, which is a other very excellent other herb for the prostate. But in this case, Angelica is a excellent addition to the Saul Palmetto Berry and even can be more effective. So how to use it? Well, usually 100 to 200 milligrams daily. That's all you need. Very small dosage. If bladder problems are during the day, take it in the morning. If you have bladder problems at night, take before you go to bed at night. Very safe. There have been no significant adverse effects, no side effects. Very, very safe. 100 to 200 milligrams daily. Safe for children as well. Now, unfortunately, heart attacks are becoming more common in young people. And the number of heart attacks are increasing in younger people. Why? Well, the answer is high blood sugar levels and obesity. Both are putting a tremendous stress on the heart. The number of heart attacks in young people, and I'm considering young under the age of 40, has risen 2% a year for the last 10 years. And one major important risk factor for heart attacks in young people 
is high blood sugar level, pre-diabetes. Sugar is one of the most, how should I say, the most unhealthy, it causes the most unhealthy conditions of any substance we put into our bodies. Now, sugar kills, but kills over a long period of time. If you have a dessert with sugar in it, you're not going to die. If you have a teaspoon of sugar, you're not going to die. But we are consuming so much sugar in the American diet. And over a long period of time, sugar throws so many different markers and pathways out of balance that we have a variety of conditions, diseases. Heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, cancer, diabetes, all related to sugar. When we have a high blood sugar level that throws insulin out of balance, we produce too much insulin. And insulin is a fat storing and fat producing hormone. There's 30 to 40 million Americans suffering from type 2 diabetes when strictly it's optional. Truly it's optional. You don't have to have a high blood sugar level. How do you get a high blood sugar level? Eat a lot of sugar. And it's going to get into the bloodstream in large volumes. So when the doctor gives you a test and says, oh, you have a high blood sugar level, you're either a diabetic or a pre-diabetic. But now the really the best way to tell is to check the levels of A1C. A1C tells you over a period of time, several months, what your blood sugar level is doing. It's obvious that when you have a big sugar meal, bread, pasta, desserts, wine, all carbohydrates to a certain extent, beer. Then you have a high blood sugar level. It spikes up. But that may only be one time. But the best way to tell is to track the A1C level. You want a low A1C level. So one important factor, risk factor, for heart attacks in young people is the high blood sugar levels that would be classified as pre-diabetics. A new study found that, that young adults with high blood sugar have almost double the risk of being hospitalized for heart attack versus those with normal blood sugar levels. Obesity is also an important risk factor. 50% of young adults hospitalized for a heart attack were also obese. Obesity and being grossly overweight or being overweight, just overly fat, is a detriment to your health. It isn't just being out of shape. It is being sick. 
When you're obese, you create a tremendous amount of higher risk for many, many diseases. So how can we get stronger and younger with all the conditions that surround us that increase the risk of dying early? Cancer reaches more younger people than ever before. Heart attacks are causing younger people than ever before. Our diseases are going down into the younger children and younger population of America. So researchers collected data from previously published studies on exercise and mortality. This is what is called a meta-analysis, M-E-T-A, analysis. After looking at many different studies on the same subject, they use all those studies and they look at the quality of the studies, the population of the studies, the results of the studies, and then after evaluating what might be anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30 more studies, they come up with one conclusion based on all those various studies. And that's what is called a meta-analysis. And they did this on over 200,000 people. The results of this study. 30 to 60 minutes a week of strength training reduces the risk of death from any cause, not just one cause or two causes, any, any cause, as well as the risk of serious diseases such as cancer, heart disease, and diabetes by up to 20%. So if you exercise just 10 minutes a day or less, or maybe 20 minutes three times a week. That's all you need. With kettlebells, doing a kettlebell swing, do kettlebell deadlifts, do kettlebell squats, just 30 minutes. Running actually deteriorates the body more than any other exercise. Most runners who run constantly make it a a hobby, so to speak, or maybe it's even a a condition that they want to participate in, like running marathons. Maybe one marathon a month, but they train for that. So they may run many miles a day, weekly, monthly, and it deteriorates the body. They are very thin. They have a compromised immune system. They get more colds and flu. And our body needs strength training. That's how we get strong muscles, strong bones. And it doesn't mean that we're going to be a bodybuilder or a weightlifter. 
but we need thumb strength training to put more stress on our body temporarily so to get stronger to withstand additional training. So 30 to 60 minutes a week, 20 minutes three times a week would be, could even be 10 minutes three times. And this actually reduces, reduces all diseases, not just one or two, but all diseases by up to 20%. Adding on some aerobic exercise doubled the benefits meaning a 40% reduction in mortality versus a lazy lifestyle where they do nothing. They sit on the couch. The only thing they get an exercise are their fingers on the remote. Now, 12 minutes of strength training, 12 minutes, Who can't afford 12 minutes to reduce mortality, death, by 40% by just exercising 12 minutes of strength training five days a week, which equals 60 minutes. I love the kettlebell. Sometimes Google kettlebell training, or go on my website. I have a video that shows you how to do the kettlebell swing. If you just did the kettlebell swing, and you can do it for 10 to 30 repetitions, and that will take you about a minute, depends on how fast you can move. A minute, maybe two minutes, And then you rest for two minutes. And your rest should be some kind of of positive training as well. It's like passive training. Getting on a stationary bike and just moderately pedal. Or jumping rope. Or running. And then come back and do another one to two minutes of the kettlebell Swing. So you're going to exercise about six minutes of exercise, which will take you about 20 minutes of time. And that'll be so ideal. And the research that actually found no additional benefits of reducing diseases or mortality for more than 60 minutes of training a week. So after 60 minutes of strength training a week, you get no more value of reducing diseases in your body. Well, I'm going to take a break right here and let us use some commercials and let the station identify itself. And we'll come back more right here. On Terry Talks Attrition, I'm Terry Naturally. 
Welcome back, my friends. We're back here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. We're here to the top of the hour. We're here to share with you more information on a healthier lifestyle. You can make changes that are far greater than drug therapy. And you will not be saddled with any side effects. There are no side effects of eating the right diet, except obtaining the right health. There are very, very few, if any, side effects to taking natural, high-quality supplements to fill in the gap of the foods we're eating today, because even under the fact of eating organic foods, or the best foods we can possibly buy. There is going to be foods that don't have the quality, even though they are organic foods, because sometimes there are sprays, pesticides, herbicides that are flying from other fields to organic fields. You know, we don't control all the chemicals, pesticides, wherever they go. You know, all the songbirds, millions and millions, billions of songbirds have died because of pesticides. It goes everywhere. Also causing more cancer. We should be eating to strengthen our body against diseases, cancer and heart attacks and strokes and arthritis and type 2 diabetes. So here is one of the reasons why we should be increasing our level of magnesium. And I wonder, are are you at risk for magnesium deficiency? There are three factors, primarily for magnesium deficiency. A woman needs 320 milligrams of magnesium per day. If you're taking a vitamin supplement, look at the label and see if you are getting 320 milligrams of magnesium daily. Men, you need 420 milligrams of magnesium daily. Are you getting 420 milligrams of magnesium? Some of the top magnesium researchers in America say that we should have sometimes double that, at least temporarily, so that we can increase the saturation of magnesium in the body. So there are really three risk factors primarily causing magnesium deficiency. Eating a diet high on processed foods, low on fruits and vegetables, taking medications that prevent the absorption of magnesium, or cause diarrhea, like diuretics and antibiotics. Drinking alcohol regularly. Up to 90% of Americans have low tissue levels of magnesium. There are four signs that we may need more magnesium in our dietary intake. 
frequent muscle cramps, restless legs, anxiety and or depression. Just 125 to 300 milligrams of magnesium daily have been reported to relieve symptoms of depression. Sleep problems. A double-blind, placebo-controlled study of elderly individuals with insomnia found that supplementing with magnesium significantly reduced insomnia and improved sleep quality. Is your blood pressure going up? Or are you on blood pressure medication? Magnesium helps regulate blood pressure by relaxing the muscles in the arteries and veins so that blood pressure decreases. Also, while on the note of blood pressure, olive leaf extract, not the olives, not the oil. The oil will help to some degree, but it's the leaves of the tree that can help lower blood pressure. Also, grape seed extract has also the ability to lower blood pressure. And in most cases, the studies that were done on both grapeseed extract and olive leaf extract were as effective as medication over a three-month period. Don't try a bottle and say it didn't work. You've got to give it a three-month trial. Now, how do you choose a magnesium supplement? Well, you might want to know that not all magnesium are the same. Now, some can be very helpful for some reasons, like, say, for example, magnesium citrate and magnesium oxide are very, very poorly absorbed, so they do not get out of the intestinal tract into the bloodstream to nourish all the cellular level. So magnesium citrate, keep these in mind, magnesium citrate, magnesium oxide, and I should also mention magnesium hydroxide, also known as milk of magnesia. These three forms are very poorly absorbed and they are strictly in the intestinal tract and then they attract moisture, water, fluid, and you have diarrhea. So many people have said, I can't take magnesium because I get diarrhea. Now, there are a lot of people that would wish they could go because they are highly constipated. So if you want to be able to have a better elimination, you can adjust how much you need of magnesium citrate or magnesium oxide, one capsule before bedtime, maybe two before bedtime, and regulate what you need, and you will go 
better than any other form. Magnesium citrate, magnesium oxide causes a soft stool more easily eliminated, but they will not be a good magnesium source. So you really want a really good magnesium source if you're not constipated and you're not going to use magnesium for relieving the constipation. Then these forms of magnesium that are poorly absorbed, and in fact, some of them have a very laxative effect, but you can learn to adjust it for yourself if you are constipated. But now, the best magnesium to take to get throughout all of your cellular level is magnesium bisglycinate. Magnesium bisglycinate chelate is highly absorbed because it is bound to an amino acid. An amino acid is a very small molecule that is from protein. Amino acids are proteins. And they're very well absorbed and have no laxative effects. You can, you can use magnesium bisglycinate and not fear whether or not you're going to have to go to the bathroom. Now, the best way to take magnesium bisglycinate is to take about 400 milligrams daily of magnesium bisglycinate with P5P, which is the biologically active form of vitamin B6, and zinc. The B6 makes magnesium more effective. It's a great combination for people that are in great need of magnesium. Melatonin. I love melatonin. I have not gone through I have not gone through 28,000 studies. But I have gone through enough studies that I am so impressed with what melatonin can do for us way beyond just the sleep cycle. Yes, melatonin is secreted from our body, the pineal gland in the brain, at nighttime. So it it's also was involved with improving the sleep cycle. It's not just for sleep. The researchers such as Dr. Russell Richter at the University of Texas in Austin have spent 40 years researching melatonin. Melatonin is use, useful as an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, immune-boosting, cancer, anti-cancer, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, many, many values, including heart disease and a, a number of all different diseases because melatonin affects every pathway in the body. It is strictly not a hormone. It doesn't act and behave like a hormone. A hormone is secreted from one gland. And it's never found in food. You don't find thyroxin in food. 
You don't find DHEA in food. You don't find cortisol in food. But melatonin you can find in every living substance, plant life or animal life, or even frogs and toads and snakes. Melatonin is every living tissue. And we need it for every one of our cellular functions in our body. So Dr. Richter says we need melatonin every day. It's not just for sleep. Although it does help sleep as one of the characteristics of melatonin. Because it's secreted at nighttime and that's when we should be going to bed. But we stay up way too long. Because we have lights. So when it's dark, we turn on lights. We watch TV. We look at our screens. We look at computers and phones. And as soon as the retina of the eye views the lights, melatonin is stopped, inhibited from flowing from the pineal gland. Or if we've taken it as a supplement, it stops it from working. So there's a reason why we have a day-night cycle. But we don't have night cycles anymore. We have extended day cycles. We have more day than night. Some people say we're up way, way too late. Or they party or, you know, they're out with friends or they're playing cards. They're not going to bed at nighttime. So melatonin stops. And Dr. Richter believes that many of our diseases are caused by a lack of melatonin. But then here is just another study I ran across that melatonin increases sleep time for older adults. And that just seems to be obvious. 24 healthy adults ages 55 to 78 with no major sleep issues remained in a sleep lab with no windows or clocks for a month. Now, I don't know how they, I don't know how they could find somebody to do that. That would just drive me up a wall. Actually, they put them in a sleep lab, sleep room, no windows, no clocks, only they are served food in the room and going to bed for a month. But in this case, it was for two weeks. For two weeks, everyone received a placebo, a fake pill. And then for the next two weeks, half received 0.3 milligrams of melatonin. And half 5 milligram melatonin 30 minutes before the scheduled sleep time. The results. The small dosage, 0.3 milligrams of melatonin, did not change sleep time versus the placebo. But the 5 milligram melatonin significantly increased total sleep time and sleep quality, that means it shortens the awakenings during sleep. Mitochondria, 
What the heck are the mitochondria? Well, let's take a little closer look at it. The mitochondria are special structures inside each individual cell in the body. It's the engine of the cell. They help turn food into energy that keeps the cell and the human body alive, which is why they are called the cell's engine or the cell's battery. You can't see it. We can't see the mitochondria. But when the mitochondria are not functioning, the result is chronic fatigue, aging, increased risk of almost every disease, including metabolic syndrome, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and heart disease. The mitochondria bodyguard that protects the mitochondria is astaxanthin. A-S-T-A-X-A-N-T-H-I-N. Astaxanthin. It's a carotenoid. It's from the carotene family. A compound from plants that has very powerful health benefits. Astaxanthin protects the mitochondria from free radical damage and oxidative stress. Astaxanthin is so powerful, it has 500 times the antioxidant activity of vitamin E. Astaxanthin neutralizes free radicals in both the inner and outer layers of the cells. And most antioxidants, their activity on one or the other, but not on both. The real partner to astaxanthin that work synergistically together is CoQ10. They are perfect partners to one another. CoQ10 is a natural compound produced in the body. It's produced by the liver. And for all of those out there that are on statin drugs to lower cholesterol, you are also lowering one of the most heart-protective nutrients, CoQ10. The whole idea behind statin drugs to lower cholesterol is to stop an enzyme from working that produces cholesterol from the liver. That same enzyme system that produces cholesterol also produces CoQ10. And CoQ10 is there for a reason. That's why they are produced together. But when you take a statin drug to lower cholesterol, which in my opinion is terrible, not the best choice at all. And when you take a statin drug, not only are you lowering cholesterol, you are lowering, lowering substantially the CoQ10. And CoQ10 makes muscles stronger. When you take a drug like statin drugs, lower the cholesterol, you have muscle pain, muscle wasting, atrophy. Your muscles actually get thinner and more fragile 
you get more weak. Boy, if you want to make a country weak, use statin drugs. And together, acetanthine and CoQ10 are really ideal for, te- for protection against skin damage, photoaging, which, co- which constantly happens in the aging process, the mitochondrial dysfunction, heart disease and stroke, brain and nervous system diseases like Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease, and eye disease and periodontal. When you have gum inflammation, you have any kind of gum disease or oral disease of the mouth, throat, CoQ10 is extremely effective for reversing gum disease. And what you need is about 50 milligrams of CoQ10 and 2 milligrams of lacedanthine in a carrier of gamma-cyclodextrin, which increases the absorption by up to 8 times. So that's equivalent to about 500 milligrams of CoQ10 and about 16 milligrams of acetanthine. Very, very effective dosage for any kind of oral cavity problems, eye disease, brain and nervous system diseases, heart disease and stroke, mitochondrial dysfunction, skin damage and photo energy, photo aging rather. Um, and with that, my friends, we're almost out of time. How fast that hour goes by, I just can't believe it. But here we are at the end of another program. So you have a lot of choices, and you can be healthier and better every day, laying more bricks every day to build that human body, that cathedral that God created. So pray pray for this crazy, crazy, insane world. And God bless you. And God bless this great country. And I'll see you tomorrow on Sunday, 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.